Today on Just Talking, we have a guy who is the most unlucky in the world with animals, a Florida couple that turned their house into a drive through for drugs, a crazy psycho story of furry world, Katie's happy headlines, some indulgences, and then other stuff as well. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us, Katie and I. Say hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. We are coming to you from California, where we used to do this all the time. But I feel like our setup in New Jersey is... We're backtracking on setups. Now we're sitting on the carpet on the floor, holding the mics. Katie's dressed up nice because we're going to... uh, Yankees A's game. She just did her makeup and got all dressed. I look like probably. You look pretty cute, minus the shorts. Cool. I'll take it. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're in California. Moved out here. Last time you guys knew, we were one day away from coming out here to move, sell the cars, which is kind of a botched mission, pack the boxes. How do you think the process went? How are you feeling, Katie? I feel like it went a lot smoother than we had anticipated. Um, you, you had a little bit of a moment the other day, uh, oh, I had a full blown meltdown, full blown meltdown, which I was expecting from myself and not from you. So it made me a little uncomfortable. Thanks for that, Jimmy. Real insensitive. Just kidding. I have those. Well, I probably didn't have one last year. Maybe once every two years I have that. Maybe once a year. Once a year, I'd say. I feel like I've seen it before. When I get into, <clears throat> when I get into, my own depths of like <clears throat> like a temporary pit of depression or 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 uh, overwhelmedness or like I'm so inadequate I can't do anything this sucks I'll never do anything you know when I get into that I go into it really really hard it only lasts like a day maybe maybe two days at most but it's it's like intense it is pretty intense it's not. Like, my version of that would just be me weeping in a corner. Your version is just, like, frantically pacing, taking short breaths, not really stopping to complete a thought, just kind of, like, in panic mode. Then I just lay down on the carpet face down. Yeah. I do the same thing, but face up. (laughs) And I'll stare at the ceiling until... Until uh, I feel like I'm glued to the floor. Um, but no, you did. we did great, I thought. You were worried. The reason he had his full meltdown was on Tuesday? No, t- yesterday. No, today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Last Friday? I don't know. Saturday, someday. It was supposed Friday. To be, Friday. It was supposed to be the only day he had completely free where he was going to get as much done as he could. Um, although we had set aside a whole week for ourselves but he has to work of course and work the games so that takes away from our packing time and he had his event yesterday so that also takes away from packing time so in his head for the last couple months he had been thinking this is the one day i'm going to spend all day packing and we got sidetracked and he tried to start and just didn't know where to start and i was being really lazy and so i convinced him to just take a nap with me instead well, yeah, and some other things. The costs were getting out of hand, and and, and then that that spurs on every bad thought I could possibly have about myself and my life and like all everything. Yeah, <clears throat> that's why when the fourteen year olds that troll me on like Yankees Twitter and they'll say like really mean things and some of it's true, 
Like you're not going to hurt my feelings because I say the worst, worst things thing. to myself. <laughs> you can't say you can't be meaner to me than I am when I get to my lowest. And but on the flip side, you can't find me funnier than I find myself when I'm at my highest. So boom, that's why all criticism <laughs> I don't really care. I'd like it to be good, but it's an interesting seesaw to live your life on. Well, usually I'm in the middle. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I'm just saying the people who are like. You fucking live in your mom's basement. You don't have a job. I'm like, yeah, dude, I say that shit to myself more than you say it to me. So you're not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. Anyway, okay. well, you did well. You haven't had a, a moment. I yet. haven't had a moment. I'm waiting for it. Uh, maybe it doesn't come. That'd be great. But um, yeah, I've been really balanced and, and level headed about this whole thing. I've got a lot done. I didn't get too stressed. Yesterday was the first day where I was kind of like cranky after doing so much work just because you were at your event and it like I was by myself for the first time doing all this stuff and it was um, not fun. Yeah, imagine pa- if I was packing just up. there but refusing to help. Yeah, I could see how that'd be really frustrating. <laughs> but I helped you. I yeah, said, I know. I know. I know. Baby, I know, I know. you take a nap. So he yeah. did and he felt so much better after. Kind of a hot, sweaty nap. <laughs> so it's been good. We're We're almost done now. We're just kind of uh putting together some stuff we're leaving behind but trying to organize it so that it's not in my parents way <laughs> yep we had our going away party which a lot of family and friends came to that's nice now we're going to the a's game with some family so that's nice anything else yes. we need to get to uh, my car broke down on the side of the road that was part of that day i was spent that the an, same day yes oh, that that was w- an, i spent an hour in my hot broken down car yes that i was trying to sell and then I punted that idea, and I was like, I'm just donating this. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. <laughs> the guy asked me, how'd you hear about us when I called Cars for Kids? Are you kidding? I said, the jingle, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. How, that's how everyone hears about you. What are you talking about? Radio? Is that what you want me to say? <laughs> all right, let's get into our story. This first. I think you have a button. Oh, no, you just don't have it all buttoned. I'm looking at your shirt. This is this does not pertain to the podcast. It was. Just I only have one button done on my shirt because I didn't bring any tank tops, and it's eighty-eight degrees here, and the AC is not on, and I don't want to be sweaty before we leave it's for so hot. So hot. imagine Jimmy, you would never come on. You would never be able to be a woman because straightening your hair in a confined space is like hanging out in someone's armpit in a hundred and ten degree weather. Yeah, but if I was your size, I wouldn't get as like grossly hot and sweaty as I get. No, I instantly drip sweat when I oh. start doing my hair. Well, that sucks. All right, are you ready for this first story? Am I? I don't know. Um, a guy, a 20-year-old from Denver, was just attacked by a shark, and he had previously been mauled by a bear and bitten by a rattlesnake. Wait, was it a man or was it a kid? He looks He's pretty young, right? 20 years old. Yeah, I've seen his picture on Instagram. He went viral. Yeah, well, of course. He said, I don't know. I think I'm just lucky in unlucky situations. I think he's talking about how he hasn't died. Right. Like, are you lucky or unlucky? Because you're lucky because you survived three attacks from three of the animals people fear the most. And he came out being mauled by a bear looking pretty normal. Like, he didn't get his face all beeped up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the show that I just watched, I talked about on a couple of seasons, Lodge 49, the main character gets bit by a snake and then, well. Oh yeah. And then he can't, uh, and then he gets one of these other things happens to him later on in the series that I, I guess I just spoiled. No. So that character, yeah, he gets bit by a shark. So that character's two for three out of this real life guy. Wow. 
Interesting. I didn't know he got. When did they reveal that? Because I remember it's them. It's the f- final scene of the entire series. Oh, really? season. Yeah. Sorry. Was it a flashback everyone. or was no, it happening at the very end of the series? Happens at the end of the series. Oh. I think it's like a metaphor that Dud needs to. Dud needs to be miserable for everyone else to survive to thrive. I think that's the message of the show. That's depressing. Well, that show is about losers and like, yeah, like out How of lo- losers balance out the loserness, the world. Yeah. Like how they're like, you know, they're shitty toilet salesmen from nine to five. Then they go to this secret society at night, which isn't really a secret society, but they're the night Templar and they're the king and they have respect in this make believe world. Like that's what it's about. But, but there wasn't really a make believe society. I mean, or there wasn't, Really, a secret society? What about the ones in Lon- the one in London? They're just they're like clubs more than secret societies. Oh, okay. Same premise about like if you were to join a bowling league and your team's number one in bowling league, right. or like nine You're to really five. Cool between those people. Yeah, it's about how the hopeless, down on their luck guys between nine to five, Flocked how together. they survive in their nine to twelve after or five to nine after work. Yeah, and how people find these communities where then they have standing and stature yeah. to get through with it. That's what that show was kind of like all about, and then in more of a weird way. Mm. But anyway, this guy, these are some of his quotes. He says, uh, he was in Hawaii for a two-week-long vacation full of beach time and surfing. He paddled out into the waters on the south shore of Kaua. I don't know how to say it. South shore of Kauai. Kauai. Jimmy. I thought you pronounce every vowel. That's how you like do Hawaiian words. I was looking around and saw a lot of blood, and I saw a shark underneath me, he said. I started kicking at it and swam as fast as I could to shore. So the shark, like, bit him. Didn't want him. He's not fat enough. So that's props to him. Yeah. If he was really fat. Lean. He, he wouldn't have been, uh, he would have been eaten. Also, he probably wouldn't be surfing because fat people don't do that shit. Uh, scariest part was swimming back. Then he got back. Uh, this is about his bear. It was at a campsite in Boulder County. This shit's wild. He goes, it pulled me into its mouth, then it grabbed me with its teeth right back here, he said at the time. When it pulled, it tore the skin and scraped along my skull, which was like the cracking noise I heard. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, that's disgusting. And then in Utah, he got bit by a rattlesnake. But he says Steve Irwin's his idol, and he loves the wildlife, and he wants to do everything in the wildlife. I mean, what are you scared of now? The worst things happen to you. Unless you... I mean, you could get trampled by a stampede of rhinos. That'd be pretty awful. Okay. Bitten by a wolf. Attacked by a lion. What's like an insect that carries Lyme's disease. Step mm-hmm. right up. No, what about a brown recluse bite? Those are pretty bad. Oh, spider. You're right. Spider's the next on the list. Mm-hmm. Because snake, bear, shark. Yeah, you need a spider bite. Yeah. Okay, well, dude. Poor guy, man. That's rough. Just go into a pet store, get that over with, and then live <laughs> your life. At that point, he should just seek out the spider and prove to everyone how he is actually invincible and cannot die. I like that quote. I'm a lucky in unlucky situations. Yeah. God, that's good. I mean, wow. Only 20, too. Jeez. Only 20, and he's experienced what life has to offer. Wildlife bites. All right, a Florida couple. This couple's from Ocala, Florida, which is in the middle of Florida. It's like an hour and a half from either coastline, and there's no lakes or anything. What a miserable place. I've been to Ocala. It's just like hot and terrible. 
They were arrested after they were allegedly selling drugs out of a drive-through window they constructed out of their side of their mobile home. They bought one of those signs that says closed or open. Like you can go get those from Staples or Office Depot. Yeah. And they literally put that on the side of their mobile home and had and there was sign there's signs at the in the parking lot of the mobile home like this way. Like enter here. Wow. And they would just sell drugs out the window. Really so, discreet. Pretty dumb. That was really dumb. Because they didn't want people coming inside their house a lot. Be, you know, but, In and out of their house. Yeah. It's less suspicious if they're just pulling up to the window of your house and leaving. And reaching into the window through their car window. Wow. Uh, so they got arrested. I'm reading here. There's more to it. Uh, investigators raided their mobile home following reports of four drug overdoses in the area. What were they selling? What kind of drugs were they selling? Heroin. And there was fentanyl in it. I don't know mm-hmm. what all that means. I'm not a drug guy. I don't know what that means either. Fentanyl. But that's what that secret that's tunnel fentanyl. was. He, that's what he had in his in his thing on that last episode we did, the secret tunnel. Mm-hmm. That guy went through great lengths to dig a tunnel that was two football fields long. And these guys are just putting up closed open signs on the window of their kitchen in their mobile home fentanyl fentanyl yeah yeah anyone that knows drugs is gonna be like what an idiot jimmy is he doesn't know his drugs well to to that i say maybe unknow some drugs in your life nah i don't really care do whatever you want it's a narcotic they use it for pain relief cool happy i haven't heard of it Hmm. all right Next story. This is a long one, so I only did three stories. I read this. It was a personal account on Reddit. I read it, and I thought of you. And you. Why? You need to hear this story. Because it's something you'd like. It's like a creepy, creepy tale. Oh, okay. All right. It's a long story, so I'm going to paraphrase until the points that matter, okay? Okay. So basically, there's this lady who is a... Um, a she draws shit artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, draws pictures and stuff. And she would go to cons... Like uh, Comic Con or mm-hmm. whatever con, you know, conventions. She go to conventions and she draw the art of whatever those people liked. Mm-hmm. So there's furry conventions. For people that don't know what furries are, it's people that like being dressed up in like mascot costumes and kind of get turned on by it. I don't know if you have to get turned on by it. I think I think it is like a sexual thing. But there's probably a group of people that be like, it's not all about sex. It's a, a lifestyle or. There's probably more to it, but so there's furry conventions where people just like dress up, as dress up in big costumes. stuffed animals, like so gross and sweaty on the inside, and the, and talk to each other and hang out, but they don't talk. We'll get into that. Okay, so she says that she didn't want to do furry stuff and and commission drawings, but she met this one guy who asked her like, "I need you to want you to draw me. What's your price?" And she threw out a really high number, and he didn't budge. He's like, "Okay, great." Uh, and this and this and this. And she's like, oh, it's going to be $100 more for each character. Got him to like $800. He paid up front and it was furry porn, like softcore furry porn, like a wolf head eating out a dinosaur stuffed animal, like shit like that. Really <laughs> weird stuff. So she Ew. was like, fuck, like the money, it was so easy. I would just fake this. She was like, I switched the style up a little bit. I would sign a fake name. So it was never like my art. But I was making good money. Eventually, I ended up making a fur affinity account under a fake name and tweaked my style. Yeah, all that. So, this just things went downhill when I mistakenly befriended someone in the community. 
She was another furry artist, and we just sort of hit it off in the online community. She seemed like an edgy, self-hating furry, so our jabbing humor at the expense of furries made us bond. She was cool, and all was well. So now she's got a friend in the community that she thinks also is kind of like not fully into it, but they make money off of it. So she says, you have to come to a furry convention with me and work it. You'll make a ton of money. Uh, I have a table. You can just hang out at my table. You can rove around, all that, blah, blah, you know? And they've been talking online for a while. So she says, okay, I do it. And they shared a hotel room, which she says isn't uncommon. She's been talking to this girl forever. Uh, they spend so much time on the floor and doing things that basically you just go up, you crash, you fall asleep, you wake up, you leave. So it's mm-hmm. not uncommon for the artists. They call themselves con artists, which is funny. Not uncommon for them to share hotel rooms. Now I'm going to start just start reading it. So okay. interrupt, interrupt me whenever you want. Okay. I arrived Thursday before the con. But the furry con had already started. I got a text from my friend to come sit at her table in the furry con dealer's den for a few hours. She had already checked in the hotel room and had the keys anyway. So I picked up my badge and went. I was surprised to find her at the table in full fursuit. So she here she is. She, she's thinking this lady is normal. Is normal and, and just like working this and working. People. Yeah. Go closer. Uh, that was the weird part. Because she was a self-hating furry, or so she claimed. So to go full commitment and be in a suit was, okay, hmm. I was already out of my comfort zone in the sea of furries. What a weird place to just be walking around and you're the only person person not in costume. And my friend was supposed to be like my anchor, my guide through this other world to protect me from the shit. Don't read ahead on your part. I'm reading along. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. I was immediately on edge. It got worse when I sat down and introduced myself and she did that thing. That thing furries do where they are in fursuits and don't talk. She nodded when I made sure she was who I thought she was. But she did the overly exaggerated cute poses and even had a fucking squeaky toy in her fursuit to make noise. Like Teletubbies. That's how I'm picturing it. You know, that motion. This is so disturbing. But she didn't say a word. She hugged me. And somehow managed to interact with customers who all knew her and adored her. I guess she was well known in the community. And if she wanted to communicate, would write or text in this big ass uh, OAW things. I don't know what those are, but I'm guessing it's like an app where you just hold up big letters Mm -hmm. on an iPad or something like that. She said she hates wearing suits, but because she didn't have to talk in them. She says she hates wearing, wearing suits, but because she doesn't have to talk in them, she doesn't have to interact much with the customers. Okay. That I could kind of believe, sort of. What do you think is going to happen? Dude, I don't know. She's she's going to like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where, the, where this could go. All right. At around 7 p.m., we packed up to leave to go to the hotel Wait, hold room. on. They've only been talking via internet. Yeah, like text. far, right? Yeah, yeah, texting each other. So she so. hasn't actually like had a face-to-face conversation with this person? No. But it's she, a man. She knows what she looks like and stuff like oh. that. At around 7 p.m., we packed up to leave the ho- go to the hotel room. She stayed in the suit the whole way up. In the room, I flopped down on my bed exhausted. I asked her if she was going to come out of that thing, understandably a little freaked out from this whole thing. Then she did the thing that made me want to run out of the room, which I didn't against my better judgment. I had flopped on the bed with the upper half of my body, my feet still on the floor, my shirt had ridden up my torso. She stepped in between my legs and fucking tickled me on my exposed belly i flipped the fuck out as one does when sneak attacked by tickles and wriggled out of her reach 
She made that laughing pose furries do where they hold their paws to their mouths bashfully, but still stayed silent as fuck. I was so creeped out. My go-to way of handling stress like that is laughing it off nervously. She got the hint and motioned she was going to get a shower. As soon as she was in the shower, I decided I didn't want to be where she got out for now. But instead of lugging all my stuff, I decided I would come back for it, preferably with friends. But I needed a key. So I went to her wallet and she had taken out. I went to her wallet she had taken out of one of her suit pockets and tried to find the keys I had seen her slip into it. And of course, as soon as I opened it, I just had to see her ID. I just had to. I was too curious not to. And when I opened it, I looked at the ID slot and I flipped my shit. Whoever was in that ID was not in any way who I was expecting to see on that picture. I didn't know the super personal details of my friend besides her name and age and general descriptive factors, mid-20s, white girl, etc. That was not who was on the ID. It was a man with long, greasy hair, glasses, and stubble in his mid-40s or early 50s, I'd wager. I was so fucking shocked that I literally threw the wallet across the room after grabbing a key and ran the fuck out of the hotel room. I took 15 flights of stairs down the lobby and called up a friend who was coming to the con, freaking out. I never saw the real person under the suit. My friend, a tall, burly, scary-looking dude, went up for my stuff later that night with the key I'd grabbed. When he came back, all my things... When he came back with all my things, he said there was no one in the room. I stayed in. I stayed with him in his room that weekend and kept only to the convention my friend didn't have a badge to get in unless I was with the group outside of it. The next night, I deleted my fur affinity account, blocked my friend on chat app, and deleted every connection I had to the furry world. The money be damned, I would never venture into that mess again. To this day, that event still makes me sweat, man. I have some really awful, funny, and silly con stories from my time as a traveling con artist. And this and one other incident topped the list as the worst I've ever recovered from. So that story is from Kiki Steele on Reddit. How creepy is that? Oh my God. Oh my God. She's crazy. Fuck politeness. As Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark say, fuck politeness. Go with your gut. If you feel uncomfortable, if a person is remaining in their suit after an event, like they wouldn't even get out of it for a hot car ride to the hotel or in the hotel room, they wouldn't talk to you and it's just you, like, you know, one-on-one. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Run for the hills. Get the hell out of that car. Like, don't, don't look back. Oh my God. What do you think he wanted to do or would have done if she stayed the night? He would have raped her and probably like murdered her. And then stuffed her body in another furry suit and like continued to have sex with it. Ugh, gross. Crazy story though, right? So disturbing. That moment when she saw the ID, that's a movie. That's like a panic mode movie, yeah. movie scene. Your face just turns white, just pale, all the blood rushes from your face. And you just feel like you're going to pass out and your heart's pounding and you're sweating and you don't know what to do. You're frozen with fear. Creepy. Yeah. All right. Super creepy. On that oh. note, let's go into Katie's happy headlines. God. <laughs> that was a long story. It's different than like a news article, but that, uh, that I thought was that good. was worth sharing. That yeah. That was good. All right. All right. Katie's happy headlines. What do we got? What's the jingle? Yeah. Katie's happy headlines. <laughs> All right. Tracy sang that yesterday. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Tr- Tracy or Ritzy. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's Tracy. They really? listen. And Tracy, like, randomly would just turn around. She's like, Katie's happy headlines. 
it was a very good feeling <laughs> nice all right let's <laughs> i just turned to her and i was like you listen to that <laughs> why <laughs> hey <laughs> all right uh first headline we have kansas city chiefs running back <laughs> why can't i read i don't know what's happened over the past like year I used to be so good at reading, like I'd read stories to the kids that they took care of and that I, you know, the preschoolers. Mm -hmm. I was really good at it, but all of a sudden I can't read these. Is it because the headlines are written so weird? Maybe. Or is it just me? It's you on this one. (laughs) I sound illiterate. All right. Right in your head first. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs running backs coach. Adopted at birth, discovers biological father is his lifelong mentor. Wow. Do you want a, do you want a quick s- summation? I read this. I had to. Yeah. I know it's headlines this, only. This but is very. This seems like it'd be really. When he was when he was eighteen, he was getting recruited as a football player, and this guy who was a professional and now coaching in college, and he was from the same hometown, recruited him to go to college. He played for him. They they coached together at like he was an in, and then and then he always asked his advice and he he coached with him, uh, and they were an interim coach and stuff like that. But he was like you know just his mentor. He didn't know who his dad was because he was adopted. And when he was forty five years old, he had a family of his own. He wanted to figure it out, so he found his birth mom on Facebook, and he sat down and talked with her. He always he had a mom. He never had a dad because even his step even his adopted mother did, wasn't married. So he's like, it was great to meet my birth mom, uh, but I had a mom, and the father void is what was really needed to be filled. So he asked her almost like four minutes in, and she had never told the man that he had a son. She had never told anyone who the father was because she didn't want to start a rumor and, and, and have it come back to him that way. This was 45 years ago. And she said, your dad's name is Shepard Smith. And he like fell back, and he said, wow. I've known that man for 30 years. He said, that's my biggest mentor. That's crazy. And when they would coach together in the hallways, everyone would say, you guys look like father and son. Oh, my God. But they just never even knew. Oh, how is this not a movie? It's going to be. That's crazy. That All right, crazy. continue with the happy headlines. Oh, that's beautiful. Wait, so did he go and tell him? He's like, dude, you're my dad. Yeah, and that guy took it really hard. Mm. Not really hard. That's a bad way. He just really wanted to make sure because he felt like he did something wrong. Even though there's nothing... Nothing he could have done. He didn't know. But then he he also... even He was such a nice guy or a thoughtful guy. He even said... Like, because he was the man and he didn't have that burden. He said, when you're irresponsible, your irresponsibility becomes someone else's responsibility. Yeah. So him having unprotected sex and sleeping around or whatever... That was him being irresponsible, and now that son became her responsibility, and he burdened her. So he had like such a crazy outlook on it. Well, yeah, that's a different, very different perspective. That quote's pretty cool. When you're irresponsible, your irresponsibility becomes someone's responsibility. It's a good quote. Yeah. Everyone's accountable. Yeah. Uh, Happy headlines. Okay, back to happy headlines. Uh, People are now taking placebo pills to deal with their health problems, and it's working. Of course. Of course. Just be told you're getting better and you'll get better. I mean... Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, yeah, if you're being told that the pills you're taking are going to cure your irritable bowel syndrome when it's really just a sugar pill. Might. No, Maybe. mental health, they said. Oh, oh, it's mental health? Oh, no, I don't know. No, just health problems. Yeah. Well, that work. Cool. I think that's cool, but then this could also work against people with mental health problems and it could 
because they deal with a lot of people who argue that you, it's just all in your head and all you have to do is think it away. And if, if I don't know, that headline doesn't seem like it's a very happy headline. Nice. Move on. You read it happily. All right. Alien killer whale. Ugh, Jimmy, why? Is, this is a happy headlines. I can't choose the headlines, although I do Bullshit, choose them. Bullshit, you do choose them. Okay. What's this one? Ugh. Ailing killer whale, J-50, spotted alive after being declared missing. Sweet name, J-50. Stupid. They found the missing whale. Stay missing. It was in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, wait. <laughs> How does a whale go missing? Did they think it got kidnapped? I, I really didn't get it, but I'm happy it, it got found. Okay, well, good for you. La-di-da. Uh, goats like it when you smile at them. Extremely heartwarming study says. I like this study and I feel very fulfilled right now. You're not supposed to smile at animals. Because animals, when they show their teeth, that's them growling to attack. That's them baring their teeth. That's only canine animals. You ever heard about the lady who would go to the zoo and smile at the gorilla every day? She'd sit at the table and smile at the gorilla. And they told her, stop it. He doesn't like when people show their teeth at him. That's not all animals, though. Like Gorilla eventually escaped and killed her one day when she was sitting there. It's a real story. Wow. I don't know if he killed her, but he mauled her. And the first half of it's very true. Mm. Don't smile well, at gorillas at the zoo. But yeah. smile at the goats. Smile now we know. at goats. I mean, think of any animal that doesn't bare its teeth as a sign Snakes. of... Snakes. Snakes. They show their tongues. Birds. Like, what do they do? No, they shake their tails. Birds, good. Goats, good. Sheeps, lambs, horses, uh, cows, I assume. Never seen a cow's teeth. They're ugly. Nice. All right. Um, hero siblings lift overturned SUV from roadside ditch. Save couple and baby. Oh, hero siblings. Yeah, two brothers. So two brothers lifted an overturned SUV from roadside ditch. They saved couple and ba- a couple and their baby yep headlines yeah not a good one the the oh, car right. was uh flipped upside down in water and water was getting in oh wow so they rolled it onto its side then punched the windshield open and got him out wow that's pretty cool pretty cool yeah uh let's see where are we where are we this nightclub for the elderly is fighting loneliness with tea party raves oh hell yeah oh you know whose grandma would be there my dad's mom. Yes, and yeah. my mom's mom would yeah. probably be there too. I'm going to refrain from making my next comment about how elderly uh, places are riddled with STDs now that you brought both of our grandparents into it. Okay. Okay, cool. Moved on from probably, that. Nice and easy. Swift. Indulgences. Before you disperse. Seen any good movies lately? I would uh, beg your indulgence for a moment. I have an indulgence that I'd like to share. Actually, you know what? Did I already share this one? Parks and Rec for the last three weeks. No. <laughs> You're funny. I was going to say uh, Teacher's Pet, the podcast. I think I might have already did that, though. You, I don't know what that podcast is. Teacher's Pet? Okay, so then maybe I didn't. And stop me if this sounds familiar. Your grandma and I, a few weeks back, when we were driving to um, the rock climbing gym, which is 45 minutes away, we decided to listen to a podcast and we chose Teacher's Pet because your grandma really likes true crime and um, unsolved mysteries, stuff like that. 
And I also really like that too. So I thought this was a good one for us to try and listen. It's pretty slow moving, but it's actually kind of interesting. Like it just has these weird twists and turns, but it's about a wife, an Australian family, a wife who goes missing and the husband um, is having an affair with one of his students. He's a high school physical ed teacher, PE teacher. Um, I think he's a PE teacher. And then he has... He has an identical twin brother who he has this really strange relationship with. Maybe they're not identical. I don't think that's important. Anyways, weird twists and turns. Very interesting, but kind of slow moving. I think that'd have to be one of my indulgences since I haven't changed what I'm watching or listening to. Other than Teacher's that. Pet Podcast. Teacher's Pet, yes. I started a podcast that I didn't like called Dr. Death. I'm not going to listen to that. Made me made me like too you- upset. Oh, but you like Dirty John, and it's by the same people, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Dirty John's really good. That's always frustrating when you... Look. That's the same with books, too. Like, when you read a good book, and you really are into it, and then you think, well, I'm going to like every other book this author writes, and then you listen to it, or you read another one, and it's not even... Same with bands sometimes. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. All right, well, what are your indulgences? Ozark, the Netflix show. Which is weird, because you didn't even like the first season. No, I liked the first season. I thought it was a little lackluster in some regards, a little slow, and I thought there were some things they didn't do well. That was my feelings coming out of the second season, the first season. But I got to say, when I found out the new season of Ozark was out, I was like ran to it. So I think that means I really did like the first season more than I uh, acted like I did. Like my inner self actually really enjoyed it. I love Jason Bateman. I love crime. I like the Ozarks. My biggest problem with season one is they didn't, use the ozarks like the land like the, the landscape it could have taken place at any place with green leaves and accents i know i should know this but where are the ozarks again like missouri oh that's what i thought okay down in that area yeah and it's it's like a swamp land mm-hmm. there's an there's a author his name's uh daniel woodrell he wrote winter's bone with jennifer lawrence yeah and I, he, uh, Most of his books take place in that landscape. In the Ozark. Right? They call him Ozark Noir. Ozark Noir. And his books are really, really good. And it's filled with Ozark backwoods, weird people, crime, you know. So his books really like have the environment seep into the stories. And I th- was excited for Ozark to do that because it's called Ozark. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't. So that's the one thing that it doesn't do that well. But I still think it's interesting. I still think it's good. Yeah. I think it's as good as it's the best ever, but I think it's good. Yeah. And then I'm going to watch the new Jack Ryan on Amazon because oh, it's getting too. really good reviews. Can I watch that with you? Let's download it watch it on the flight back. That sounds great. Cool. That's about it. we got John Prine. I, oh, you know what I decided? I no. decided that I might not listen to any other music for the rest of my life but John Prine. Oh. Okay. Well, that could be worse, I guess. But I have a song I want you to play for the end of the episode. Or were you just using John Prine as an indulgence? Indulgence. Indulgence. Did you? Okay, okay, I woke you up to tell you the lyrics to this song. Do you remember when I did that? Uh, You know how much I love when you wake me up in the middle of a dead sleep? John Prine wrote a song. This is going to be, I don't know how many people are going to be interested in this. but Probably blocked it out. Locked it out. John Prine wrote a song, and he says this is his favorite song he ever wrote. And it's about a high school romance fading. And the girl is over him, and he can sense that she's over him. And then he found examples of where this happens. And it's, like, so real. Okay, so this is the first lyric. He goes, uh, the radio played the hit parade, and I hummed along with the tune. 
She asked me to change the station, said the song just drove her insane, but it weren't just the music playing, it was me she was trying to blame. That's like spot on, an argument that you have in high school with a girlfriend, like, I hate this song, change the station. And she doesn't actually hate the song or the station, she's just trying to pick a fight or just just say no to whatever you are doing. It's telling. No response from you. Uh, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. I'm nodding my head a lot, but I know that that's not good enough for the podcast listeners. Uh, I would be interested to listen to this song. Maybe we should listen to it on the way to the game. Here's the next. Here's the next example, yeah, give me and then one. I'll be done. Okay. Um, w- why we used to laugh together and we'd dance to any old song. Well, you know, she still laughs with me, but she waits just a second too long. She waits just a second too long to laugh? To laugh at his jokes or with him. Like she has to remember to laugh. Oh, that's depressing. But also very relatable. I think everyone's been in a relationship like that before. Now listen to the last one. It's so relatable. Well, we hadn't gone far in my beat old car and I was prepared for the worst. Will you still see me tomorrow? No, I got too much to do. Well, the question ain't really a question if you know the answer to. It's so simple and it's simple and it's such like high school romance. Yeah. But it's it's like it's such little nuanced yeah. things that he's like, oh yeah, that is how it happens. Yeah. It's pretty good. Things writing. that other people wouldn't be able to articulate that have in a song that with everyone a rhyme scheme have, until exactly. Like, yeah. And that things that everyone has experienced themselves yeah. in a relationship, but don't really pick up on or don't know how to put it to words. Yeah. Should I play as the Beautiful. outro or you want to do your own outro? I think I have a much more uh, relatable, emotional, you know, kind of deeper song I'd like to share with you today. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. You ready? Yeah. Well, I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. That's not the song I'm choosing. Would you stop? It sounded a lot like that should be the song you're choosing. No. This is... Save Tonight. Coconut by Harry Nilsson. Why? This really gets me every time. All right. Well, try your hardest... Do your best. Thanks for listening. Katie, what do you got? Don't inhale dust and always brush your teeth. Good advice. Yep. Put the lime in the